ones who gon' feel this on another level. On, doing the most, let's make a toast. Shoot for the stars, 10 million grows. Came from the cracks, homie D Rose. Getting it done, you already know. Switch up the flow, can it What's going on, everybody? You're here with another episode of Big Talk with Leezy with your host, Leezy the Gifted. Yes, my voice <clears throat> kind of lost my voice a little bit. Um, but don't worry, I'm still going to bring the fire. I'm still going to bring the energy, but please excuse the raspiness. Um, yeah, so guys, episode 92, I'm super pumped because next week I'm going to be doing a giveaway contest. And uh, so you got to stay tuned for next week and you need to pay attention to what the rules are the co- of the contest are and you need to pay attention to... Um, the prize, because it's actually going to be a really sweet giveaway prize. I'm not just going to give away um, a sticker. I'm not just going to give away a shout-out on my Instagram, although you probably will get a shout-out on my Instagram. I'm actually going to give away something tangible that's super exclusive and super fresh that I cannot tell you about right now. So you're going to have to stay tuned to next week. So <clears throat> this week's uh, – so this is actually interesting um, – so, so this week I, I actually wanted to, you know, like I've told you before, um, the purpose of my podcast of big talk with Lizzy is there's a lot of purposes and there's a lot of reasons for why I started it. But one of the other purpose, one of the main purposes was, um, for the purpose of documentation. Um, you know, I just think that I have full belief that I'm going to make it to a high level and that I'm going to achieve the goals <clears throat> that I want to achieve. And I think that it would be a shame that if I got all the way up to those goals um, and look back and went, damn, I wish I had documented some of that stuff. Like Gary V, you guys know I get a lot from Gary V. He always talks about how he wishes, you know, he thinks people should be documenting more. Document over create. So a lot of the podcast is sort of based on that. A lot of this is based on documenting my journey. And honestly, if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur or you're a rapper or a music producer or a local business owner, you have to be documenting. I think that it's crucial that you document. In fact, I actually have a client for my social media agency and we do consulting and I talk to him all about documenting and how that's super important to to be doing. But nevertheless, the reason I'm even telling you that is because I had an experience last week that was crazy, and I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details, but it was the biggest, uh, I would have to say, of my entire career as an entrepreneur, musician, rapper, that I, this is probably my biggest, I would have to say it's probably my biggest uh, screw-up and my biggest lesson learned, and I'm not going to get into everything, but... um, it was totally within my control. I could have easily, it could have been prevented. It could have been something that I, I could have taken more control in the beginning, but I didn't. And I screwed up and I paid the price. And in fact, it was such a crazy experience. I just basically experienced a big, um, you know, a lack of communication from, multiple people. I experienced a huge lack of customer service, um, really weird, bad customer service. And, but it was the result of a couple of things. And in fact, this was so bad of an experience. And I was so emotionally driven that after it, you know, I was on the phone with this person who worked for this business and that's what got me all fired up and and mad 
that I actually recorded a podcast on Friday. And I, and I had the intent to put it out. Um, I was super mad and angry and I was cursing and I used the business's name in the podcast. I, and I was fully intent on putting it out, um, but I didn't. I didn't. And I said, you know what? Don't put this out yet. Sleep on it. And I talked to one of my buddies and he was like, you know what, man, like you probably shouldn't put that out. It's not the right time. And he was right. He's right. And uh, interestingly enough, I'm reading a book I'm about to finish. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I think every one of you should read that book. It's super good. It's all about um, how to be like how to how to get on people's good sides and how to be a, a social person, but also how to like. It's literally the title says it, how to win friends and influence people. And one of the chapters um, talks about not criticizing. And it talked about, <clears throat> you know, gave a, gave a, it talks, he talks about, Dale Carnegie talks a lot about Abraham Lincoln, who's one of the nation's greatest leaders of all time. And he talks about, um, he, he talks, Dale Carnegie told a story basically of how Abraham Lincoln had gotten really angry and upset with one of his generals during the Civil War because the general screwed up something really bad. And what he did was he, Abe Link, uh, President Lincoln wrote a letter to that general but never sent it. And they ended up finding the letter way after um, um, President Lincoln passed. And and the, the reason he didn't send it was because there's not a use to be criticizing people because you're not going to get anything out of it. And right now at this point in this situation, it's not going to do me any good to talk about that business and to th slander their name. It's crazy because on Friday I was pretty intent on slandering their name and I was like, I want to throw them under the bus. I want them to shut down. Um, but now that I've reflected on it more, I've really realized that it wasn't it wasn't completely out of my control like I had thought. I was kind of victimizing myself, but I realized really a lot of it was under my control. Um, I just didn't see it and I wasn't paying close enough attention. <clears throat> so... You know, and like I said, literally was one of the worst, if not probably the worst failure I've ever experienced um, up there. It's one of the worst things I've had to go through. <clears throat> and, you know, what I learned was I learned a bunch of things. Number one, do your due diligence. You know, I learned that I kind of I, I like let things go in terms of what I was looking at. I kind of turned my head to certain things and was letting other I was letting other people do things and I wasn't really like I wasn't really overseeing um, everything. And it's hard because when you're trying to manage people and manage a project, you wanna I was struggling between I wanted to give people freedom. I want to let give people their space. I want to let things happen organically without me trying to control everything. But at the same time, you also need to just be aware of everything uh, and you need to be able to to know exactly what's going on every step of the process. Um, so so with me and where I'm at right now, you know, I think with the mistake I made was I just didn't – I wasn't paying close enough attention. So do your due diligence, pay closer attention, know everything that's going on. Um, be in the loop. Don't just be out of the loop and completely delegate everything and outsource everything. You should outsource and delegate eventually, but you should at least be in the know and be like, you should be knowing what's going on. And I really didn't know what was going on uh, until after and it was too late. So that was my mistake there. Um, yeah, definitely mistake number one was just not doing my due diligence. And I would say number two... Number two, um, yeah, I would say number two, biggest thing, do not 
pay money until you are 110% clear on exactly what it is you're getting. And I know that that sounds kind of obvious to some of you, um, but when you're dealing with a larger amount of money, you know, obviously, if you're just going to go get a cup of coffee for five bucks, it's like, whatever, it's not a big deal. You ask for coffee. If they make a mistake, they'll make it for you again. Um, or you just suck it up and drink the coffee. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Even if you're paying, you know, even a small amounts of money, it's not that big a deal. But we were putting down over $1,000 um, on something. And so it's not it's not something that should be taken lightly. And especially, too, um, there's a lot of moving – there. when there's a lot of moving pieces, you can't just – um, you can't just expect money to be thrown and things to be done the right way if you don't know what's going on. Again, it goes back to that me not seeing everything and the due diligence. So so if you're going to be paying a lot of money, you should be super, super, super crystal clear with what you're getting. And then the people providing the service or product to you, you should be clear with them exactly what it is you want. And there needs to be written confirmation or some kind of agreement um, – you know, there needs to be clarity. And I think with our situation, there was not clarity. And that's on my, that's on me. Um, that's on me as the leader, um, of the organization. And that's on me as the project manager and the entrepreneur to, to be on top of that. And I wasn't, I was not on top of it. So that's that. The other thing too, is taking responsibility. That's something I learned big time. You know, there really truly is two sides to every story. On Friday, in my head, I was angry at the service provider and at the business. I was pissed off at them because we paid money and didn't get exactly what we thought we were going to get. So in my head, I'm the customer. I'm always right. But talking further with my brother, Evan, Evan made me realize, no, that's he's like, dude, you're not a consumer. This is business to business. So... You have to think of yourself that way. This stuff is different. I, I haven't fully grasped all of what that means, but I did understand what he meant in that context, the business to business. I'm not sitting here as, I'm the consumer. No, I'm a business too. And so you kind of, it's hard for me to explain why that's important, but I know I understand it. You know, um, God, my mind is like everywhere just thinking about this situation. But, oh, I the taking ownership thing. When you're a straight up customer, like, if you're buying a car, okay, like if you're a guy, if you're somebody, a guy or girl, and you're walking into a, um, you walk into the Mercedes Benz dealer and you're like, hey, I want to, I want to, I want that car right there. You're a customer, even though that's a high ticket item, you are a, a customer because you're a person buying something. But if you're a restaurant, you, or yeah, if you're a restaurant and you're purchasing, you're hiring someone to do your marketing for you, you're a you're their client, but you're also a business. So the perspective is different. When it's business to business, guys, this is what I've learned. There's just a lot more moving pieces. Um, it's just not as simple. It's not as simple as, okay, I give you money, you give me something. It's, it, it is, but like, like with a car, it's literally like, okay, like I'm going to give you 50,000 bucks and you're going to give me a car. Or then they'll figure out some kind of payment plan. But when it comes to like, um, you know, what we were dealing with, there's just tons of moving pieces and tons of um, 
connections that need to be made. There's a lot of dots that needed to be connected that weren't. The other thing that I learned big, big, big time is that when you're doing business to business, you're building relationships. That's something I was missing out on. I realized that I need to humble myself a little more because for all of, I'd say 2018 and even 2019, in my head, I was like, I want to have a business that's super hands-off. I want to run a very, very hands-off business. I want to outsource a lot of stuff. Um, I want to just kind of be sitting at home or I want to go to my coffee shop and do my work on my little Apple like a freaking nerd. And I want to shout out Andy Frisella. And I want to, and I want to just be super hands-off and I just want to collect money. Well, although some of that can be achieved. I realize that from where I'm at right now, a lot more things need to, I need to be getting my hands dirtier than I was willing to get them. And, you know, I don't, you can't, like when you're dealing with large sums of money, you know, if you're able to physically go see the person that you're paying, you should go do it. Now, if they're in another state or another country, um, then yeah, it's hard. Like, or if they're really far away, then like, yeah, it's, it's, super difficult to do that, then obviously you do the best you can. But the, the the people we were dealing with was a local Bay Area business. So with that, I should have driven out there to talk to them and physically shake hands and meet them and get clear. Honestly, if, if I had, I really do believe that if I had done that, we probably, me and that business probably would have a great relationship. And now am I willing to go back? No, I, we, the way they handled everything was so poor. And like, they can get the middle finger from me for for right now. They get the middle finger from me. I don't want to. I'm not working with them. But honestly, had I just gone over there and talked to them in person before we made the order, if I had handed them a check or if I paid them credit or debit card on the spot in person, honestly, I don't think I don't think this would have happened. Um, I think a lot of and you know the other lesson too that I learned is a lot gets lost in translation, especially nowadays with technology. We were doing everything via email. We never picked up the phone to place the order. We, or I don't think we did. I don't think we. I think when we gave them money, there was no hey, we're on the phone. Hey, we want to do this. Is that possible? Okay, we're gonna send you money. It was just no phone call when it came to sending the money and the clear. That that's where the clarity got lost. Um, and, and so I, yeah, so I learned a ton. I learned a ton from this stuff, you guys. And I think what's also great is, um, just the fact that I'm able to share this stuff, you know, like that's something I'm super grateful for. I'm super grateful that I was able to go through this lesson and I was super angry, like the whole day. And even the next day I was still pretty upset, but this happened a few days ago. So I'm over it now. And I'm able to really reflect and look and say, wow, like what a valuable lesson. And then that made me think, you know, like guys, what's it, what's really important about this stuff, about like your journey toward your goals and success. And if you're an entrepreneur toward that, um, if you're a content creator, if you're a local business, whatever you're doing, the greatest, the greatest thing that you could be thankful for is your failures and your lessons. You know, I think that we get really caught up and we want to win, which we do. We should. You should want to win. Um, and winning is sort of what keeps you motivated, but that's not what you learn from. You really learn from these lessons, right? And so I know that the next, for the next 12 to 18 months, gift, you know, what we're going to be doing. And, you know, honestly, I'll just be candid. This all have, this all had to do with gifted by choice, the clothing. 
Um, I know for the next 12 to 18 months, like our journey as, as a clothing brand is going to be much better for this. This was a huge roadblock and this was a big, like it really, and, and what's crazy too, as bad of a failure as it was, it really wasn't a huge setback. Like we still like things happened. So we still got something out of it. It just wasn't what we wanted and it wasn't the way we wanted it to happen. Um, the way I wanted it to happen. And so I know moving forward for the next 12 to 18 months, things are going to go smoother than they did. There's still going to be roadblocks, but things are going to be a lot better and things are going to um, go definitely in a more upward trajectory just because of that. So with that being said, guys, you know, be grateful for the failures. And if you're not like, if you don't, if you feel like, you know, I've noticed like with a lot of people in my life, ever since starting 75 hard and doing it, you know, I'm on day 20 something right now. Like I've truly realized the source of a lot of people's insecurity, honestly. And I understand why you are probably feeling like, oh, I don't have purpose or I don't love my life or I'm just literally waiting for the for the clock to hit 5 p.m. or I can't wait for Friday or I hate Mondays. I get where that's coming from. And the reason is because you you aren't living a life of purpose. And the reason you're not living a life of purpose is because you're not challenging yourself. You know, you might have set a goal, okay, I want to get this job. And then you end up getting that job and it's like, wait, this isn't even, it wasn't hard for me to get the job. And it isn't even what I really wanted. And a long time ago, I did a podcast called Dreaming Without Objections. And what that means is taking something that you really want. I mean, what is it that you actually want to do in your life? Do you really want to work nine to five and live paycheck to paycheck? Because you, you don't. Or do you really want to live a life of like complete happiness and health and financial freedom? I think that's really what you want. But to do that, you got to work for it. You know, I... I hate when people get all up in arms about, oh, the 1%, like, that's what's ruining America, you know, 80% of the wealth is controlled by the top 5%, it's like, okay, well, then why don't you, well, at the same time, I understand that there is a lot of greed up at the top, so I do want to be empathetic, and I want to be, like, I don't want to just sound, like, ignorant, like, Yes, there there is probably a problem with the wealth distribution of the United States, and there are people suffering from it, but... The people that I know that are complaining about that could definitely do something about it. If you're one of those people who has a complaint about that, you chances are you probably could be doing something to a point where you wouldn't complain. And I know that a lot of the successful people that I hear from, they aren't complaining about that. And my standpoint on the whole thing is why not get to a point in your life where you're either in that top 5% or that 1% or you're just doing so well that you don't even care. That to me is where we should be going. And I think that's where you should be going. Um, And so if you want to do that, if you, and then people say, I want to be great. I want to be successful. I want to do it. And then you ask, well, what do you want to do to get there? They don't know, right? They're just like, oh, I I just, I don't know. I know I want to get money, blah, blah, blah. I know I want to be successful. I know I have the drive and the passion. I know I'm talented. It's like, yeah, but you don't even know what you want to do. Like, you don't, you're, you're, you have the drive, but you don't have a freaking car to drive. That's, that's really what it is, is you, you might have the drive and the ambition and you might have the skills, but you don't have the vehicle to actually get in to drive it. That's the problem. And you have to, the other thing too, is you have to build that vehicle, right? With, with 
learning and reading books and going out and getting your money taken, right? And going out and spending that money and losing it and, and getting mad. And like the lessons that I'm going through are the lessons that are going to propel me forward. And honestly, you guys, I'm coming from you now. I'm not sitting here as the millionaire or the hundred millionaire yet. I'm sitting here from the perspective of, of honestly, I might be a step further than you only because I've had the balls to, to do shit that made me fail really hard and fall flat on my face. Like on Friday, dude, I got punched in the freaking throat on Friday. I really, really, really did. And, um, Really, I feel like I got, you know, I don't know if you guys ever gone surfing or boogie boarding. I've never surfed, but I've gone boogie boarding. One time I went boogie boarding and I got rocked by this wave so badly that it actually like hurt my back really bad. Like it pulled my, it like, like pulled my body and like pulled my head back and pulled my legs back. And like, it like pulled me and like, I had back spasms like for like a week after that, I got rocked. That's what it felt like on Friday. I got rocked. Um, by a bunch of different factors that I could have easily just been in control of. And so I'm coming to you from the perspective of, I just failed and guess what? It's not as bad as you think. I think a lot of you and a lot of us, me included, are afraid to do these things that we're like, think we're gonna fail. Like the week before that, as you may or may not know, I did a show in San Francisco where I opened for Riff Raff, I performed. I was so scared and nervous to do that, that I had been putting off performing all 2019. I didn't perform. I didn't perform 2018 or 2019. In 2019, I just put it off because I was afraid. I didn't want to perform. I was worried I wouldn't be able to sell tickets. I was worried I'd get up there and screw up. And I just said, dude, you need to just book a show. And I just did. And I just booked a show and I freaking did it. And I was scared, but I ended up coming out on top. Now, that was a W. But the week after that, which was Friday... I took a loss. So I'm coming to you guys from the perspective of, look, going through those losses, it's not as bad as you think. Losing a little bit of money, it's not as bad as you think as long as you're in a place where you can comfortably lose some money, right? I'm not telling you to go burn all your money if you've got kids and if you've got bills to pay and if you have a wife or a husband that you have to support. I'm not here saying that, right? I've set up my life to where I can take these financial risks right now because I'm not married and I don't have kids and I really don't have bills to pay. So just... Remember, I'm documenting. I'm not here telling you what to do. I'm documenting. But all I'm telling you guys is from my perspective, getting punched in the face by life, it's, you can get punched and you can knock, it's not going to kill you. It's not. It's not going to kill you. I'm still here and I'm way smarter and way stronger and way more experienced now than I was on, on Thursday. So, you know, that... That's about it, honestly, for the episode. I wanted to come at you and tell you about that. Remember, guys, next week is the contest. I Again, you don't know what the contest is, so don't trip if you don't know. I haven't told anyone yet. It's all right. Next week, episode 93, I'm going to be running a contest. And it would be really awesome if you could leave a rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. Um, you know, I really want to try to grow this podcast. It's really important to me that a lot of people hear this message. And honestly, I'm, I'm just going to be candid, right? One of the other reasons that I started this was because I want to grow my personal brand and I want to get my name out there and I want to grow my influence so that I can build the life that I want. So all, and I'm not asking you to pay. I'm not like, 
Like, I have a sponsor and an advertisement, but, like, I'm not trying to put this together into a video course and then put together dope headlines and copy and make a sales video and a sales funnel and run ads and try to, like, oh, I, this is my new ma mastermind class. Or this, no, like, this is just literally me talking. I just want to give you guys information and let you in on a little of my life, you know? I let you guys in on a lot of stuff that I don't really, like... Like, yeah, I put it out in the public, but I don't always tell everybody about stuff until I get to the podcast. Then I talk about it in the podcast and people are like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even know you went through that. So all you have to do, I'm not asking you to donate money. I'm not asking you to pay or buy anything right this second. All I'm asking you to do, leave a five-star rating and leave a review, which is basically a comment talking about your experience with my podcast. And also share this with a friend. Guys, it would really like mean a lot for me, if somebody that you know that I might not know would hear my podcast, that would be super sick for me because another piece of my journey is getting to know people that I don't know through my content. Um, and so I see the same amount of plays. I've been kind of honestly pretty consistent and stagnant with the amount of plays. And I have not gotten a rating or review in like a really long time. So guys, please do me a favor. Put that rating and review on the iTunes store. It would seriously mean a lot. Even if you've already, by the way, I know a lot of you who actually talk to me about my podcast and tell me how great it is, but you've never left a rating and review. Leave a freaking rating and review, please. It would really mean a lot to me. All right. Hey, thank you so much. That's the show. I'll see you next week for our contest on episode 93. Peace. numbers for my grandma's sake. Pick it up, I do the most. 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 Family only, keep it close. This the life I always chose. Hungry even when I blow. Pick it up, I do the most. Life, I always